the first purpose and the first thing you kind of have to tick off when you're creating a mini but mighty offer or a self-liquidating offer, whatever you want to call it, is getting it to pay for itself. This is the Doing It Online podcast with your host, serial entrepreneur, six and seven figure funnel strategist and super nerd, Kate McKibben where every week we're here talking nerdy and sharing the things that actually work to help you do what you do online, but better, easier, and with a ton more profit too. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey, hey, everybody. It is Kate here from hellofunnels.co and welcome back to the Doing It Online podcast, episode number 50. What? That's kind of blows my mind a little that I've been sitting here in my room talking to myself for 50 whole episodes and that you guys have been listening along as well. 50 to me has always been like the age I feel I am internally. So I feel like now our uh, the podcast is it, the same number of episodes as my internal nine o'clock. And I don't know, that feels significant somehow. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's dive on into what you're really here for, which is not my gibberish, but to hear about some of the biggest lessons that we have learned from the last 12 months of running $27 offers. So I know I mentioned back in episode number 44, and if you haven't checked it out, go have a listen after this one. It's jam-packed. But in that episode, I was talking about the things that we really changed in the last 12 months that helped us get to seven figures in sales in the last year. So, and one of those was adding in a $27 offer. And now we added that in, or started playing around with it in April last year. So now it's been, you know, well over 12 months of you know, running $27 offers and and testing and trying a whole bunch of different things. So I wanted to now, you know, take a moment to sort of stop and go through some of these lessons some of these things that we learned and really dive into actually how big of an impact this little, you know, offer, um, they call it a self-liquidating offer or a, we call them a mini but mighty offer. Some people call them a tiny offer. Some people call them just a $27 offer, but you know how much of an impact these really have had. And actually just sitting down and doing the prep for this episode, and I haven't dived into the numbers fully before like this, and it actually is even more impactful than I even thought. So I'm really, really excited to share this with you guys. So just a little quick backstory before we dive into the numbers. So as I said, it was April last year, so April 2020. So this is like early pandemic, guys. We were locked down. I had a six-month-old. I was trying not to, I, I think I was trying to keep myself busy, to be honest, because late night feeds, all of that kind of stuff, the brain tends to wander. It felt like the world was ending. You know, it felt like a really weird time to be in business. And so I think I was just looking for, okay, what's, what's a distraction? Like, what's a new thing I can play with? And just also sort of giving myself that permission that because this was sort of an unprecedented time, that it was almost like a good time to play with something new because it wasn't necessarily the time to be just doing the same old, same old. I gave myself a bit of creative license. Before that, I had always resisted having a low-priced offer. And I think this is, this is so my pattern. 
where the things which end up being the biggest game changers for my business are the things I resist the hardest. So I, I almost need, <laughs> next time I'm going, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I probably should. I, I hope a little light bulb will go off and go, hey, that probably means you should. But anyway, that's my personal development journey, not, not yours. But yeah, I'd always really resisted having a low-priced offer, mostly because I'd sort of been burnt in the past, like with my first business with Drop Dead Gorgeous Daily, we only had low-priced offers. And, you know, that was a really hard slog. We either had high-priced or, you know, premium-priced advertising packages or our consumer-facing offer were all things, you know, like $7, $20, things like that. And we even had a little online store at one point selling jewelry, which is all like under $30. And it was just like a lot of work for very little reward. So I was always like, no, we, we're premium or bust. Like that's, I'm not, you know, I didn't want to do low priced offers again. And, you know, and, I, and I'd seen as well that these, like, it's a very similar amount of effort and time that goes into creating launches and, and all that stuff, putting together things for a higher price offer as it is for a lower priced offer. So I was, I was like, well, what's the point? Then there was also that sort of fear that, okay, well, if I have a lower priced offer, does that like dilute or does that like take away from my higher priced offers? Are people going, is it going to be too much of a jump? Like what's the, the benefit here? Like there's a lot of stuff. I know you guys have probably had similar thoughts when you've seen them. Like, does it cheapen your brand? Does it cheapen what you do? But like I said, this was a weird time. And I had a lot of time at that point. My little bub was napping quite a bit. And uh, although they did very quickly after this point, the naps got a lot less frequent, <laughs> a lot shorter. So it was just a little golden window there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stuff all of those things. And just let them go all out the window and I'm going to do this anyway. And so I thought I'll give this a go. And I just went and, you know, I like to do a little bit of Google stalking and I'd seen quite a few, like they're popping up into my feed, like nothing else. So I just went and I sort of had a bit of a nosy around. I bought a bunch of them. Some were good, some weren't so good. Just to sort of see like what platforms were they using? What was the pricing structure? What how, what did their ads look like? All that stuff. Like I went on a stalking binge and I came up with my very first offer. And the first one was called the Non-Marketers Email Vault and launched that out into the world as in about April last year. And the first day we launched it with just a $30 budget, like I got it all set up and running in, took me like a weekend in just baby naps. So <laughs> non-consecutive hours over a weekend, got it up and running, didn't actually have, like this is, when we'll talk about this, like I've got, I'm going to kind of dive into the numbers with you guys in this episode. And then we'll go after that, I'm going to dive into the, like the lessons and like the key things you need to kind of do if you're going to do it yourself. But you know, like I didn't have it completed yet. I just wanted to see if it worked. And holy cow, did it work? So that first day of $30, we made $300 in sales. And I was like, hmm, okay, something to this. So, you know, went, got it quickly, you know, it was tested, took the ads down, quickly got it, you know, got the stuff created and then got the ads back up and running and and, and scaled the ads over time up to about $500 a day spend. And, you know, that $500 a day spend was bringing in each day, usually between six to $800 in revenue just from these little mini offers. 
And then what I, I didn't really realize at the start was what the ongoing effect was. Like I didn't have it set up properly at the start to fully track, okay, well, these people coming in and what happens next? So the, yeah, what I've kind of discovered since then is the the real gold with your mini but mighty offer. Like, so we went on to decide that these offers, we're going to call them mini but mighty offers because of just how powerful they were. And the, like I said, it just having that little, it's kind of fun just to start off with. Like even if you don't have another offer yet, the the real point of them is around helping you to grow your list. Okay. So it's not so much about getting profit up front. The first purpose and the first thing you kind of have to tick off when you're creating a mini but mighty offer or a self-liquidating offer, whatever you want to call it, is getting it to pay for itself. So it pays for its own marketing and preferably with a little bit more so you can then reinvest back into it and then you can scale your marketing and it's not costing you anything. It's it's cost neutral. So for example, if it's, you know, you've got a $27 offer, you want to try and get, usually, and there's, there's things like you can have order bumps and stuff like that, but basically you want whatever your average order value is, you want it to be higher than the average cost of making that sale. Therefore, for every you know dollar you give Facebook, it gives you back a dollar and a bit, and then you reinvest that back into Facebook. So for example, that first day, like I said, we made thir- we spent $30 on ads and made $300. The next day, I didn't bump it up right away, like I took it, you know, you bump these things gradually, but by the end of the week, we were spending $300 a day on Facebook ads and then making, you know, $500, $600 back up to $800 back from the ads. And that was kind of a point I felt sort of comfortable to sort of leave it out for a while. So that's kind of the, I said, that was the, the initial impact was that it allowed me to scale up my, my list building really quickly. And what I felt was really safely as well, because I think we've all kind of had that frustration, right? Where do you, even if you have an amazing opt-in um, and even if you have an amazing funnel, it takes time. So if you have this great opt-in, it's converting really well and people come in, like even if you have like a webinar funnel or something, usually it might be a couple of days before you see sales, if not like a couple of weeks. So quite often you're kind of having to just go a little bit on faith here and invest in that marketing upfront and then cross your fingers and toes and, and hope that it comes back. And it's usually spits and spurts and it's a bit sporadically. Whereas with the mini but mighty offer, as far as list building goes anyway, like it was really, really consistent. Like, yes, there's always going to be fluctuations with everything. Like nothing is ever a straight line. But the fact that, you know, it was six days out of seven was coming in at cost neutral or above. And the overall trend was definitely well above. Just meant that you just had that, yeah, that certainty. And I'm all about certainty because it relieves stress, gives you so much more freedom. I and mean, this is why I love funnels. The the second purpose. And the second thing I thought was really cool about this kind of setup was, yes, it's great. Your marketing pays for itself and therefore you're kind of happy to spend more on your marketing. But secondly is it's actually filling up your email list with buyers rather than just tire kickers. And there's definitely a, and it's definitely been proven, I've seen this as well, is the people who are you know, people who are willing to invest a little bit, particularly if you do your job right and the thing you give them is really good value and you kind of impress them there and you, and you, and you set it up right so it's, you know, it's attracting the right people, those people are far more likely to purchase again than, and they purchase at a, a much higher percentage than people who have come in off something totally for free. 
because usually there's, it's, you know, it's a kind of like a life cycle thing for your customers, but you know, there's the people who are just sort of in that freebie, like must have all the information phase. They're usually not the ones who are ready to invest versus those who are, you know, who do value something, uh, you know, enough to invest even a small amount. They're more likely to invest again. Like you've already, they've already made that initial commitment with you. You've come back and you've shown that you can be trusted and that you give great value and you give a, create a great experience. So that, you know, you've already got a few extra ticks in the trust bucket there. So then if you have the next step offer, which is the third benefit of having a minimum money offer, by the way, they're far more likely to, to take that next step. So number one, you can grow your list as fast as you want. Well, as fast as you feel comfortable. Number two, you're growing that list with a much higher quality of lead. And number three is, and this is where the gold is, like I said, I didn't realize this at the start. And this is one of the things that I did where, you know, we initially, the first couple of months, like I was just blown away. I was like, why does everyone have one of these? It's amazing. And like the endorphin hit for making like, you know, 20 or 30 sales a day every day <laughs> versus making, you know, a handful of sales a week on a higher priced offer is crazy. Like I was, you know, I have guys will probably know I have my phone set up so it makes a cash register sound every time I make a sale and I'm getting all these like ching 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 all day long like it's super fun it gets a bit addictive though and not in a good way but yeah those uh the the real benefit is like I said these people they they you grow your list they are a higher quality lead and then when you have whether it's you're adding people into a funnel which I highly recommend you do or, you know, it's just adding people into your email list, you continue to nurture them, and then they're there ready for your next launches and things. Those people convert at a higher rate than people who've come in off a freebie. So the long tail wins as well is it's paying for itself up front, but then over time, that's where the real gold is. And I didn't have my tracking set up well to start with. And so I didn't actually realize just how many of our like higher priced sales were coming from people who'd come in from these offers. Uh, like I couldn't kind of see the direct correlation. So at one point, like one month, just the, our ads were getting a bit fatigued and I was a bit like I was having a bit of a bad sleep month with the baby and I, my brain just couldn't create anything. I'm like, I can't make new ads. I can't write a sentence. I'm just going to shut them off for now. They're not working anyway. Like they were good and now they've stopped and rah, rah. And then the weeks following, our other sales went down as well. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I kind of hadn't put the two to do, the, you know, the one and one together to equal two, that the reason our other sales had increased was because of this so much. And so I went back, set it all up to track properly. And just like, I say properly, like it's still kind of a manual process, but just really we were tagging people who came in through this and then we were adding them to a, a Google sheet when they purchased, if they had this, you know, if they had this tag and they then purchased something else, they got added to a Google sheet, like just to keep it super simple. But it really did just enable us to see, okay, well, these are the sales coming from our leads from our Mini But Mighty offer and how many of them are coming from that compared to other things. And it was just crazy. So like I said, I want to dive into the numbers with you guys just super quick. I'm all about transparency. I love to share these things because I think it just helps you to really see how impactful this can be. And like I said, we started, like set this up in a couple of days. Like I got, and first day's ad budget was 30 bucks. And by the end of the week, we were spending $300 a day on ads and making like, I said, 500, 600, sometimes $800 a day in revenue. So 
And then we, we sort of we scouted for that and we've been running this for 12 months. So this is what this looks like after, it's a bit over 12 months. It's like mid-April to mid-May, we sort of done, did the numbers. So we spent in ads in that time, just on this campaign, just shy of $96,000 Australian. In that time, we've had two different mini but mighty offers. Uh, so we, we did come up with the second one. The second one, which is one we've actually run for the longest, is our content collective. So that was actually something we already had. We just repurposed it, removed some of the support so we could make it, you know, a, a more realistic $27 offer. But yeah, the content collective is our the one we've run for the longest. And in that time, so like I think we've run it for about nine months of the just that $27 offer, we've made over $60,000. So uh, immediately, so it was 97 so like $96,000 in ad spend, just off the $27 offer, $60,000. We then have some order bumps and the order bumps about $17,000. We have a one-time offer, which is after people go through the checkout on the thank you page as an extra offer. That's made over 53000 So that in total, just that little cluster of little mini offers together, have made 131000 So this is what I mean by this is, if there was no other offers beyond that, we spent ninety five or ninety six thousand. We got one hundred thirty one thousand back right up front. Like so, you can see, like it's immediate. Like it's not waiting. It's not guessing. It's just there. We also we had our second offer. Unfortunately, so this is the one we started with, and unfortunately, I set it up initially in ClickFunnels, and I freaking hate ClickFunnels. Sorry, Russell. <laughs> it's buggy. It doesn't allow you to have more than you know. You can't have PayPal and Stripe on a checkout without getting all these super complicated plugins in that don't work very well. And it wasn't tracking the sales properly and it was having all of these issues. So the first one we set up was on ClickFunnels. I no longer use ClickFunnels. I now use Thrivecart. And so because I canceled ClickFunnels, my full stats have gone away. But I've got from our accounting software, I have the totals for the time that it was running. So for that first offer, it was about 50000 so that is for ninety five, sorry, ninety six thousand dollars in ads for the two initial offers over that time, about a hundred, yeah, pretty much bang on, one hundred and eighty thousand Australian. So it's almost a, a two to one return, right? Spend a dollar, got two back. And then, like I said, the real gold, like where, and I, and I didn't realize it to start off with, where this really, really blows my mind is what happens. After that initial 180000 of our other offers, so of our $97 offer, we sold about an extra 28-ish of those. So it's about, and that's, so it's, sorry, $997 offer in US. We have to translate things into Australian, so that's get a bit confusing. But in dollars and cents wise, we had about just under $35,000 in sales from our 997 offer. So that's on top of the 180 plus over $240,000 of sales of our $5,000 offer. So, and these are all sales directly attributed back to people who'd come in through our Many But Mighty offers. So in total revenue from our $95,000, $96,000 ad spend, we got uh, in revenue $455,745 Aussie in revenue. So it's like a 4.5, 4.6-ish ROI. Yeah, that kind of blows my mind. And the thing I, like I said, 
we didn't realize this at the start. And just by adding this, like if we hadn't added this, our revenue last year would have been half. So it was like we literally came in, added this one mini but mighty offer, and it doubled our sales for that year. And this year is looking to do even more so. So like before I, you know, now dive into the lessons, which is like super important because we've learned a lot. Like it's not as straightforward as it would seem. Like we've been playing with this for 12 months, guys. I wanted to share something really, really exciting. So on June 16th, that's Aussie time, which was June 15th for pretty much everyone else. We're going to be running a totally free live 90-minute Mini But Mighty offer masterclass. It's called How I Scaled My Sales to Seven Figures with a $27 Offer. Yeah, I know it's not super catchy, but it will be very value-packed. So we're going to deep dive, not just on my numbers, which we've kind of covered here now, but also my step-by-step process for actually how you go out and create it. So how you create your own Mini But Mighty Offer in just five days. So up, running, selling in just five days. I've broken it all down for you, including how to decide where your offer should even be, what needs to go on the sales page so it converts. There's a special formula to that, guys. The tech you need, how to create and scale your ads, and so, so much more. It's going to be really nerdy and super fun. So make sure you save your seat. Just head to hellofunnels.co forward slash 27. That's a number 27. So forward slash 27. Go hit pause now, go do that, then come back. So go save your seat. I'll wait. Done it? Great. Okay. Well, let's now dive into the lessons because I don't want you to go out and learn these the hard way, guys. I've learned them for you. So let me save you some time. So first of all, lesson number one is, and I this applies to everything, but start with an MVP product, which means make sure that you don't spend weeks and weeks creating whatever this thing's going to be, go out and test it first. Make sure it works. And you can do this really simply, guys. That's the beauty of this offer. It's not something you have to set up and wait weeks and do a whole fancy launch. You can literally run like $30 to $50 worth of ads and it will tell you whether or not your offer is proven. And if that works, great. Quickly run and get it set up. Or you know, even email the people who bought it and say, hey, just wanted to let you know it's not quite ready yet. Uh, We'll refund you and send it through to you in a couple of days when it is or something like, you know, still over deliver, make them happy, but you've, you've proven it. So now it's kind of worth the time and worth investing the time to go and actually create it. And hey, it might take you one or two goes to get it right. And that's totally fine because it's going to be more than worth it when you do. Secondly is, and this is something I think a lot of people get wrong, but you got to start with what I call basic bitch problems. So I hope no one might, I know you don't mind the swearing because you wouldn't listen to this podcast, you wouldn't hang out with me if you did. But what I mean by basic bitch problems is I think a lot of people, when they do try and do a mini but mighty offer, they get tripped up because they try and make it just too closely related to their niche, like too, too specific. And the problem with that is then your target market that that appeals to becomes too small, then it becomes too expensive to get them into your offer, then your offers no longer pay for themselves. And, you know, then it's, it, it kind of, it's not going to work. So you want to go slightly broader than your ideal target market. So it's something your ideal target market will also be interested in, but maybe that people who aren't quite ready yet are also interested in too. So yes, it means, I mean, hey, anything you do for free is going to be doing this anyway. So don't let that freak you out. It's still going to be a, a more specific and more targeted group of people just by the fact they have to pay and it's not a freebie. But just don't go and make 
the problem you are solving with your offer so super specific that the pool is too small and therefore your ads are too expensive. It's, it's got to be that, like I call it a basic bitch question, not question, basic bitch problem, which is one that, you know, a, a broader group of people have. So, you know, for example, in, uh, for my example, the ones I was looking at, when I think about people who, you know, they're either wanting to start an online course or they have an online course or, you know, they're a coach or something like, like what are the main problems that these people always have? great sales pages, they're getting their email, like either growing their email list or getting people to open their emails or just what the hell should their emails be? Anything to do with content, social content, you know, systems, like saving them time. Like I wrote all of these things down and then I kind of went, well, which of the ones is, is what is in my wheelhouse? What's going to be something that helps, you know, me to kind of show off my best stuff? And also what, hmm, do I maybe already have something I can repurpose and use? Because that's another little bonus tip for you as well. Another thing that's really important, another lesson that we learned was that the sales pages for a low-priced offer are actually really different to sales pages for a higher-priced offer. Like the kind of stuff you want to talk about on a low-priced offer sales page is, it's, it's really specific actually. There's quite a template to it. Um, we dive into this like step-by-step inside the workshop, guys. So if you haven't registered for the workshop, make sure you go and do do that now because I will be able to take you through and actually show you. It's kind of really hard to talk about designy things on a podcast, but I'm going to be able to share screen and go through it step-by-step with you in the uh, in the workshop. The next thing is around order bumps and one-time offers. Like You need to have them to make them successful, but don't try and necessarily do them right up front. It's like step one, get your first offer converting um, and as close to paying for itself as possible. Step two is add in those order bumps, add in those one-time offers to increase your upfront average order value, which is going to allow you to scale because over time, the ads cost is going to creep up as you scale, it is going to creep up. So you want, and that's okay, which is why you want to be able to have that higher average order value upfront to allow you to do that. It'll allow you to still spend more safely And also, it's going to start giving you more money to reinvest either back into your ads or just into your pocket as well. Then, like I said, the next one is that the real gold is what in what happens next. So if you can set up a really simple tracking, and again, inside the workshop, guys, I'm going to walk you through how to do that and what we did to allow, like, to keep it super simple. It doesn't require any crazy software. You should be able to do this with software you already have, but so that you can actually see the longer impact, particularly nowadays as they've made the changes with Facebook where the attribution window is now only seven days. So, and again, I'm getting my head around this. So if I've got this wrong, I'm sure people will will troll me and tell me. But from what we've seen is that it's now going to be harder to see that, okay, people came in and bought this thing. And then a month later, they then bought our next offer. So it's become more important than ever to be able to, to have some sort of longer running tracking in place just so you can really, when you're evaluating it and go, okay, how how well is this working? You're not just going on a gut feel. You actually have some real hard data. The next one is don't be a tight ass with your tech here, guys. So again, the beauty of a mini but mighty offer is that you can get it up and running, get it up and paying for itself, including its tech really, really quickly. Like, some people need to fill around with the ads for like a week or so, but you're doing it at a really low spend. It's it's not expensive. If you don't invest in the right tech here, you're going to it's going to really impact your conversions. 
which is going to really impact the number of sales you make, which is going to really impact how much you can therefore scale and grow. It just is. And this is an expensive tech. So the tech I'm talking about is it's the shopping cart. That's what it comes down to for this. So like I said, we started off using ClickFunnels and we used to recommend that people could also do it because we've got, you know, one-click install ClickFunnels templates that people can use. But the problem is with ClickFunnels is they took away their lower priced. So they used to be able to get ClickFunnels for like, I think it was like $27 a month and now they only have their 97 as their lowest one. And I just don't think it's worth that considering how complicated and buggy it is. There's plenty of other better ones out there, but you will need a paid checkout software. Now, some of you may already have software that does this. Like, for example, if you have Thrivecart or Samcart or Kajabi or Kartra, any of those will work. We've got a couple of other ones that are sort of a lower priced offer. But for those who are sort of like, eh, I don't want to spend you know, $100 a month on this, there's, you know, there's ones that are like 37 and stuff like that that you can get as well. But you do need to get a checkout software that does this. Because if you can't do order bumps, if you can't do one-time offers, it's, it's like I said, it's going to limit you. And if the pages don't look good, if they don't convert at the right percentages, it's going to limit you. So while I know you know, a lot of people are really loath to invest in another monthly subscription, it is definitely one that immediately pays for itself and is going to have an immediate and massive impact on your business. So it's not the place to be stingy with your tech. You've got to, got to put on the big girl, big boy pants and actually invest in the right tech for this. But it's, it's not expensive. And like I said, it pays for itself really, really quickly. The other thing, again, which is something we learned just from running it for so long, is that you have to be prepared to be creating new ads every 40 to 60 days. This probably is the downside of this particular model. It's definitely not as set and forget. But I really, I mean, nothing that you're running evergreen ads to is ads fatigue. And so, and because you're running these at such a high level and, and, and constantly, you are going to need to be creating new ads pretty regularly. So it's just something to be aware of. But you know, it's not the end of the day. Creating new ads doesn't have to be super time consuming. You can outsource it if you have an ads agency looking after it for you. And again, that's always our aim for people as well, is to kind of get to a certain point yourself. Like we had one client who got, she was originally, her funnel was just running on organic. And it was making about $4,000 a month in sales. And then she added in the Mini Bit Mighty offer in front of her original funnel. So that it's, you know, it's why we call that program funnel fuel, guys. It fuels your funnel. But, you know, so she added this in this process. We'll take you guys through in, inside the workshop. And doing it her own, DIY ads was able to get the both the sales from the Mini Bit Mighty offer and also from her ongoing funnel up to $30,000 a month from DIYing her ads. And now she's at the point where she's like, okay, well, now I want to outsource this. Now I want to find someone who's, you know, a great ads person to bring onto her team who can take it over, take that off her plate, and then also scale it further for her. And that's, you know, that's always our aim. And I think when you learn and know how to do the basics with your Facebook ads and any kind of ads, and you get it, you can get it to a certain point yourself, it makes it so much easier to be able to outsource it because you know already like what needs to happen you know what success looks like you know you know you've kind of you can make a more informed choice and also you really appreciate it when someone does come and take it off your plate so yeah just thing to keep in mind guys that yeah you will need to keep those ads fresh and the last thing is that you know one thing that we've been really playing with is it's not just about facebook ads so facebook ads are great but there's also other ads out there which work really well 
Um, Pinterest ads, for example, have been working really well for us and particularly for this kind of model. They Pinterest ads uh, typically work really well for something that is, you know, evergreen, it's promoted all year round just with how, how they're sort of set up and how, the, you know, they're optimized in that they kind of get better and better over time and people pin them and repin them and then they're sort of in the Pinterest ecosystem like forever. So it's good to um, what just works better for evergreen versus for launches. But there's other channels out there as well that we, we're kind of looking to play with. Um, haven't played with them yet, so I won't recommend. But, you know, it's really good to have it on your radar if you are going to do this and you want to do it long term, that once you kind of get it up and running and working on one channel, kind of think, okay, what's, a, what's another channel we can add? What's going to make sense? It's just going to help to, you know, it's going to help allow you to scale even more, but also it's going to add a bit of security because once you get one of these running and you're like, wow, this is amazing, you're never going to want it to go away. So you're never going to want to have something like, you know, an ad account get shut down, like touch wood, that never happens to anybody, but, you know, it does happen. Um, and then all of a sudden, this amazing magical engine that's been running your your funnels and your sales and your launches for so long, it can be gone. So really important. I mean, that's with, that's with anything. You never want to rely on just one thing, but it's definitely something to keep in mind once you've got it all set up and running and it is working well. But, hmm, what would be a, a, a good backup channel that we could add in? If this is all sounding very exciting to you, and I hope that it is, then I hope you are ready to go and create one of these for yourself. And if you haven't already, then you definitely want to go head over to hellofunnels.co forward slash 27. So that's the number two seven. Right now, save yourself a seat for our mini but mighty offer masterclass. It's coming up really, really soon. I can't wait to see you there. And until then, guys, keep doing what you do, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Doing It Online podcast. If you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. And if you're ready to take your online course sales to the next level with your own six or seven figure funnel, let Kate show you exactly how today at stealmyfunnel.com.